This week, we discuss some of our unpopular Florida opinions. From Tampa, Florida, this is Sunshine State of Mind. Hello and welcome to Sunshine State of Mind, the podcast where we talk about everything fun under the Florida sun. Whether that's the theme parks and local attractions, beaches and hidden gems, events, reviews, reports, and rankings to help you get the most out of your time in Florida. Whether you're on vacation or a permanent tourist like us. Sunshine State of Mind is brought to you by SunshineStateInsider.com, your resource for Florida travel news, tips, and reviews. And SunshineStateShirts.com, where you can find fun Florida apparel and more. I'm Andy. And I'm Shannon. Welcome to Sunshine State of Mind. Welcome back. Hope everyone had a good 4th of July. Stayed safe. Nobody blew any fingers off, I hope. It was a little bit of a more low-key 4th of July this year, it seemed like. Well, from what I've seen in like the news, it seems like there was a lot of... Um, private fireworks this year yeah. than ever before because a lot of the local mm. cities and stuff I mean I think every year has a them. lot of private fireworks. Well there's always just, a lot but this year it feels like people don't notice them as much because of the huge fireworks shows going on you know that's my opinion anyway. I, I guess Siesta Key Beach was completely loaded with people shooting off fireworks. We wouldn't know because we went to Siesta Key this weekend like we always do it's kind of a, a 4th of July tradition. But we never really, we didn't go to the beach for 4th of July this year. We no. actually, we went on the 3rd of July, the the night, just to kind of hang out a little bit. Uh, it wasn't too crowded. The beach was just sort of normal. But we decided because way too many people showed up, even after the city canceled the fireworks. It was really crowded. We there. decided we just didn't want to be in a big crowd and not didn't feel comfortable with the corona. Yeah. And, and all I these guess, people decided to show up anyway. I guess what I meant was that it was a little bit more low-key of a 4th of July for us. For us. Yes, for us. Um, we kind of hung out at the hotel. Um, we stayed at the Siesta Key Palms. Resort. Mm -hmm. Which is um, a great little hotel in Siesta Key. It's like a boutique resort. A uh, great place with... Is that what it's called? A or boutique? did you just make that up? No, boutique resort is like an actual name. You never heard that before? Mm -mm. It's like the name for like a small sort of locally owned kind of a place it's still really nice like a boutique you wouldn't call like the holiday inn um, <laughs> right you know a boutique it seems resort. like it's like a family run place but it's really nice like it's nicely run like the bathrooms have obviously you know the whole entire like hotel rooms have obviously been recently renovated like you can tell it's an older place the buildings and the yeah. way it's like the, sh the, the architecture feels kind of retro and like the fonts on the numbers have kind of like an art deco sort of a look to them. Yeah. But it's been really, really well maintained and yeah. really well kept. Mm -hmm. And um, you took a lot of nice pictures, too. I took some nighttime pictures. That, um, really illustrate like how amazing their landscaping is. Yes. Because they have um, what I really love about this hotel is that it's completely it's. It's like right before you go over the bridge for the intercoastal to get to Siesta Key. Um, and that area there is like kind of neighborhoods. And um, it's right there. And you wouldn't even know it was there. If I you missed didn't the know, turn the first time yeah, going there. If you didn't know where you were going, you wouldn't know it was there. Because um, there's like just one small sign that says Siesta Key Bombs Resort. And then... Um, 
the whole area, the entire resort is surrounded by very, very tall, lush, tropical landscaping. So it just looks like trees and palm trees and like, you know, um, palm fronds everywhere. You know, I mean, you just, you can't see in and you can't see out when you're in there. And when you're in there, it's all palm fronds and flowers and lush and it's really well kept. A lot of um, a lot of hammocks, hammocks throughout. everywhere laying around. Two Fire pools. Pits, two pools. It's funny. There's a yeah. kids, not a kids pool, but a family pool and an adult pool. Um, the adult pool, you'd think in in would be quieter. Yeah, you'd think in like theory that would be the quiet chill out pool. But me and a buddy of mine went over there just to, to, to full change of scenery. Let's go over to the. 21 and up pool and it was like a cruise ship pool there was just <laughs> it looked funny. like corona stew there was like Oof. 30 people <laughs> in the in a pool Ugh. that was about half the size of the family pool that had nobody in it mm. and it was like yeah this isn't this isn't a good scene let's get out of here uh, yeah before, <laughs> before yeah, we catch we big rona obviously stayed at the family pool most of the time um and again like you said there weren't that many people there i mean our group we had a group of friends that we went with um, that, you know, there are neighbors basically. So yeah, we see them all the time. Um, so yeah. So it's, it's like, you know, they're part of our, <laughs> they're part all, of our family. Yeah. Basically. They're basically part of our family. Cause we see them every day out cause they're our next door neighbors. But, um, we all went and got, um, rooms at this place and, um, and, you know, between them and, you know, two other folks that went with us, it was like our entire group was, the population of the pool, you it know, was. Yeah, <laughs> it was we like, would, like dominated like the, the there place. was occasionally like one other family there, you know, and they'd sit on the other side or whatever, but mostly it was just us. And it was like almost like a private pool. It was kind of nice. So rather than doing the Siesta Key Beach thing with all the fireworks and glow sticks and yep. what are those Chinese lanterns that are right. going up, we decided to just hang out at the pool Ordered and a pizza. We, well, we had gr- we grilled burgers during dinner for lunch, rather. For lunch, and yeah. We ordered pizza for dinner. For dinner, we ordered. We, well, we tried ordering pizza twice. The first time we we put it in order, it was three large pizzas. Yeah, it was for a place called Rico's. Rico's and, name and shame. Oh wow! We, I put in. I, I I made the call. I put in the order. Um, it was when we put in three pizzas, and the, there it was two larges and one extra large. And one of the one of the pizzas was a vegan pizza because one of our some a couple of our which is a little more I guess the cheese vegan, is a little more expensive yeah so it's a little bit more expensive but she says okay that'll be ninety three dollars and I said um, did you just say ninety three dollars for three pizzas she's like yeah and I'm like what <laughs> what uh, we'd like to cancel our I order. couldn't compute that at all because I looked at the menu and I saw large pizza fifteen dollars extra large like seventeen. Unless they're just every topping was like way extra or and um, but I mean the like the the two pizzas two of the pizzas one had just cheese on it you know so I don't know what the t- extra cost was there the other one that we ordered was just sausage and pepperoni so it wasn't like we ordered like a bazillion right toppings. not some crazy exotic right toppings we weren't asking for like you know gator or you know siberian tiger or anything on the, <laughs> as a topping so i i don't know 
I was trying to think of a Tiger King <laughs> reference. <laughs> reference there. Um, so yeah, Rico's man, just be careful. I've he- I mean, we heard from our friends that the pizza there is really, really good. Um, we wouldn't know for ninety three bucks. I hope it is. <laughs> we w- we refuse to spend that much money. But, so we went um, to Domino's. Womp womp. Yeah, I mean, hey, we like to support local businesses, but. Not for ninety three dollars. We did go to the Scob the next morning for breakfast, the Siesta Key Oyster Bar. Yes. Uh, for the brunch, and, and we did it wasn't, not have oysters. For and breakfast. we picked it because I don't think anybody thought let's go to the Oyster Bar for brunch. Yeah, it and it was, was empty. Nobody in there. There was yeah. a guy playing music out front, so it felt kind of like safe. Everybody was wearing masks, and then yeah. uh, so we went there. We we did support local on uh, on Sunday, but. Yep. The day of fourth, we just kind of chilled out in the hotel, did the pool, hung out in hammocks, had some burgers and beers, and just sort of chilled and listened to yeah, Bob Marley music all day out of my little Bluetooth speaker. It thank was you, thank you very a much. Good time. Yeah. So, um, and hopefully, hopefully next year we'll do it be, next year, and the world will be, be back to normal. Back to normal. Let's hope. So, um, I thought we would. This is an episode we've kind of had on the back burner for a little while, but I wanted to do a um, a Florida unpopular opinions episode. Yeah, we put it on our on our social media a few probably months ago. Oh, a couple now. weeks ago, we asked for some. A couple months ago, we asked for a. We, it was going to be like that week's episode. Then stuff I, I think like the Corona <laughs> stuff got blew up, and then we started talking about that a little bit. Yeah. And then now we're just going to kind of go back to some more like evergreen content episodes because there's not a lot of. Um, you know, yeah, we're not stuff going, happening we're right not now, going obviously, out a lot, um, to attractions and parks and things like that. So, so um, I asked Shannon to come up with some unpopular Florida opinions. That's you know stuff that you like that the world doesn't. You asked me. I thought I asked you. Did you ask me? No, one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I'm it. teasing. And you, I, you did ask. And me. I put out the uh, the feelers online too to get some uh, some listener unpopular opinions. So I'll right. read those as well. But. uh I thought this might be a cool like starting point to make this sort of um, a kind of a recurring themed episode. Maybe we can do unpopular opinions of Orlando, Bush Gardens, Walt Disney World unpopular sure, opinions. We can the, maybe if the episode ends keep, up being being something re- people like. Let it's, us know. It's, it's fun to think you know about things that you think outside the box and things that are unpopular. And this is actually a good way to get some of those hidden gems out. I think too things that. Maybe if you think differently about something, maybe mm-hmm. other people do, and then you can think of some things that people would like to try that are yeah. not mainstream. I don't know. I feel like I said a lot of words there and didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, you made it. You made sense. Um, so, do you want to start the list, or do you want to go? I have. And do you want to talk a little bit about our listener of the week first? Um, or not listener of the week, the purchase of the week. Yep. So as we say every week, a great way to support the show is to go to our website, sunshinestatepodcast.com. Click on the Amazon banner on the right side. Anything you purchase through that link, uh, Amazon throws us a couple pennies. Uh, This week, the listener purchase of the week is the Alltech Lansing Jacket H2O Floating Rugged Bluetooth Speaker, Waterproof uh, Bluetooth Speaker. So I saw this pop up on here and then you ended up... pretty ironic, yeah. Right, because you ended up buying this... Same one for me not yeah, long ago. Yeah, you you got it. I think that's what I just said. Thank you very much. Your yeah. birthday or or Father's Day, I can't remember, but um, yeah, and you love it. It's a really really great Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of Bluetooth speakers. I have a really large one that sits in the garage that just actually like yeah. the whole neighborhood it can looks hear. Like like a, it's like the size. It's like like a foot and a half by a foot and it's a half. It's almost kind like of, a, like it's a big cube. It's like a guitar amplifier type yes, of size. Yeah, that's exactly thing. what it looks like. It sits in the garage and it's like for 
like if you've got a whole barbecue that you want yeah. to like entertain. But this thing, it's about the size of I don't know, maybe it's six inches small. long or so. It's pretty small, but it kicks. It's got some sound to it. Well, and you have another one too that's like probably like I don't know, maybe eight or ten inches long, and you've had it for years and years and years and years. So um, when you got this one, you said that. Well, I'll let you tell the the, uh, the sound comparison. It's just, it's, well, it's newer, but it's, it's like heavier. So you can tell there's like better components in there. Yeah. It, it just really. You said it's really kind of like no contest, No, it right? can like really fill a room. This little yeah. thing can really fill a room. When you hold it up to your head, you can like feel the little, the yeah. little, uh, I guess subwoofers or whatever in there just kick Right. And we're, know. they're not a sponsor. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> you know, we're we're, not, it just, I like yeah, this thing. We just are giving our, our, you know, honest review of, and of it's apparently waterproof really like. and floating. And I have not tested the waterproof capabilities yet because I don't really need to, to bring yeah. it to the pool. So well, I'm not going to take well, the chance. I mean, you did bring it the, to the pool though. You didn't put it in the pool. I didn't, but I'm like, why it, would I let it float in the water if I could right, just sit it right there? But I mean, there. you brought it to the pool. It sat beside the pool. So if it did get splashed, no big deal. It would deal. be okay. Right. Um, and the other thing too is that there are several different sizes and they're all pretty small. Like there's one that's super duper small that was like, I want to say like four inches long maybe. And then there's the one that you have that's probably what, like six, six inches long. And then there's a slightly larger one that's like eight or eight or 10 inches long probably. And then there's an even bigger one that's probably like 16 inches long. Oh, they've you know? got so, a, I mean, they've, they've got, got a bunch got of different one that kinds. You can put so, on like little uh, handles and carry around with oh, a suitcase. Yeah. I like that one. It's um, huge. So yeah. So I mean, it's like there's lots of different options depending on what you're looking for. Yeah. So we'll put the link up on our uh, in the show notes to that. Yeah. And like we said, we spent a lot of time talking about a speaker. It's not a sponsor. Right. But um, but if you buy it through our Amazon link, it helps us. So yes. we would appreciate that. And everybody needs a Bluetooth speaker. Absolutely. Really. I mean, you everybody need needs it. You need it's one like, now. It's like, you know food, water, shelter, and a Bluetooth speaker. You need it. It's an absolute <laughs> necessity these days. So um, let's get back to our yeah. topic. So you want to go first? Because I think you have more than I do. Unpopular Florida opinions. I do. Um, I don't know how unpopular this one is. I feel like this well. one, maybe it's not an unpopular opinion. <laughs> okay. But it's a popular place. And this is that Legoland is just not really worth the price of admission. What they're charging over there. It's a nice park. I like Legoland, mm -hmm. but it's not $100 a ticket nice. Yeah. Well, that's actually on my list as well. That is the Legoland price? Uh, so, no, not necessarily the price. But my, what I said on my list was that Legoland is not worth it unless you purchase the additional park fee of the water park basically like i feel like well are you talking about if you're there for one day because then you got to cram a whole lot more into a day they're not open that late they're not open till like 10 p.m like right disney and universal and all the but other it's parks it's not are. that big it's not that big and you they could close easily it like cram five. that park into one day and um and anyone who's local it doesn't make sense to not get a pass. If you go go once, you can go twice and pay for the year, basically. So one um, day it says okay, the one day Legoland water, the one day water park and Legoland combo is one hundred and twenty five bucks. I don't think I agree with you that that's worth it. For two I, days, I disagree. I disagree because we did it. <laughs> you know, we used to have those passes. Um, it's Are you not, saying not, you would take your family of four to water to for one day to Legoland and the water park and spend what's $125 no, times four? No, but I'm saying, I'm saying 
Uh, no, five hundred bucks for one day. That's what. That's no. What I'm saying is that if you're a local, oh, if you're a local, you it doesn't make sense to go for a day. It, if you're gonna go for a day, you should get the pass. That's my oh, opinion. I think okay. As much as I think Legoland is not worth the because they're charging Disney World price for what right. is way totally not. I like the park, but I don't like no, it for hundred bucks. Um, if you now, I do think their season pass is a really good deal. Right, it's a, probably one of the best deals in all of and not only Florida, that, but I think Florida that theme parks anyway. If you have the water park pass with that season pass, it's it like I can't see going to Lego. I mean, I even if your kid loves Legos, which you know most kids do, but I just can't see going to Legoland that many times. You know just Legoland. Now, if you're going to the to the park and the water park in Florida where it's 8 million degrees every single day, absolutely. I mean, the water park is a fun water park. It's it, it cools you off. It makes the whole day a little bit better because, you know, you're not suffering in the heat. But um Yeah, when we went the the the, the first time we went, um we went with the intention of buying um, a season pass, but right. we didn't intend on buying the water park Correct. until we got there and it was super hot and we decided, yeah. oh, let's just add it. Yeah, we added it and I, I didn't regret it one bit because the water park is where we spent a lot of our time when we would go there. Um, so yeah, I think that for sure that a day pass to Legoland, especially without the water park pass, is not worth it. And possibly with the water park pass, it's not worth it for one day. Um, it's I 119 bucks. So yeah, I for think a that season pass, I think that, um, for the year though, $119 for the, without the water park, right? Uh, that the, includes, cause that's less Legoland, Florida theme park and water park. Wait, you said it was $130 to get in for one day. Right. And it's 119 to go for the whole year. That's correct. <laughs> according to the website, according to their website, that right here, that can't be right. I see. That I'm, can't I'm, be right. I'm going to show it to you so you can see what I'm looking at here. So it says here. Whoops! I just banged the microphone. Okay, so 109. Oh, they lowered the price. Oh, see, it was 125. This must be the corona, the coronavirus pricing. It's now 110 to go to one day for the park and the water park, and then if you come down here. It's one nineteen for the season pass, and that includes both parks. Wow. So, okay, one day season, <laughs> one day ticket to Legoland is a to no. total ripoff. Right. But the season pass is a good deal. It's a very good deal. The thing is, I wonder how many visitors, tourists, they're getting out there. They must be getting some because you can't, of course, stay you know alive just like s Legos serving the locals. Are, Legos are a big deal to kids that are younger than our kids. It's just kind of I mean, out, it's kind of off the beaten path for people that are, are a little, visiting. Our kids are a little older now. So yeah, they don't care you about don't, Legoland. You, I think you're not in that same mindset. But when our kids were younger, le they loved Legoland. I mean, uh, most of the rides were perfect for them. They're a little, they're geared a little bit younger, you know? So, I mean. It probably is the one of the best parks for 10 and up, 10 and below. Yeah. So I agree with you that if you're going for the day, not worth it. If you're going for the year, worth it. But if you're a visitor from out of state, you're only there for a day, then you it don't It depends really... on if you're like, really, it, well, first of all, the annual pass price is only for Florida residents. So I'm sure that the non-Florida resident price is significantly higher. Um, and not only that, but... Or maybe you're just, when you're on vacation, you don't mind dropping 500 bucks in a day because it's part of what you're... Well... 
part of what you're expecting to do. And it just depends too, like what your kids, I mean, if your kid is like crazy for Legos, it might be worth it for you. You know, it just depends. It depends on your The family. good thing about this park is that all the rides are geared towards, they even, they have some roller coasters, but the roller coasters are not crazy, huge, you know, monsters. They are, everything's geared toward younger kids. So there's hardly anything yeah. there that your kid won't be able to do. Right. Um, well, so you already, um, used one of mine from my list because, um, and I only have five. So do you want to go again? The opinion is so unpopular that we both thought of it. Yeah. I'll come up with another <laughs> yeah, maybe one. Maybe it's not that unpopular. Um, they did get, so Disney did, did, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, put this on hold for now. Fast pass plus it needs to go, needs to go away. Okay. This is controversial. I know on on uh, online, I've seen people. We've plus, had this argument before. You know, for and against. Yeah, we have. But Fast Pass Plus at Disney, I would love to see it go away and return to the days of the paper ticket that you get at the park. So, no more reserving six months in advance. You show up, you get your ticket. Once you go on the ride, you get another one. You get another one. And the reason why I say this now, it's probably great for people who are coming in from out of state. And they're booking their trip and they, you know, they're staying in the hotel there and they get the, the fast, you know, they get to yeah. get all the best rides. The thing is, though. Although I don't know if that's true because not too long ago we had hotel passes, hotel, um, we had booked a hotel for during your the, During this Corona time and we canceled That ended it. up getting canceled because of Corona. But um, we had booked a hotel to stay on Disney property. So mostly because I wanted to, well, we wanted to go to Epcot, which, you know, usually at nighttime y you have a couple of drinks and you don't really want to drive, obviously. Right. Um, but sounds also, like me. Also, um, because we, um, wanted to get the 60 day fast passes. Right. And I don't know if there was some like glitch or what, but I logged on exactly 60 days out and there wasn't a single fast pass for any of the popular rides like the only thing available for example the only thing available at animal kingdom was it's tough to be a bug what 60 days out 60 days out so i don't know if like i don't know i don't know now, why this might be a weird time to book that because a lot of the hotels weren't sure there would be reopening yet yeah well, and they, I think that they had closed, I think at that time they had closed the park, but it was like, it was 60 days out from like, or like the end of May. So it was, you know, just starting to happen. Right. You know, it was like in March time. So, um, they hadn't necessarily canceled all the, all the reservations and stuff like that. Sure. But I don't know. Maybe there was some glitch. Please let me know if you've ever had that issue because I would love to hear from you, but it was 60 days out exactly, and I could not find a dadgum fast pass for anything. So you're trying. So are you saying you're starting to see my side of the story? Well, I'm saying that the system is there's a flaw in the system. If they need that's to fix the case. their system. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think there's talk they may not bring it back because right now there isn't. When the parks reopen, in right now I think it's supposed to be July 11th. Um, there is not going to be Fast Pass Plus, right? For the and, they well, and not only talk, that, we may not bring it back. But if that's the case, like if what what I experienced is something that happens to a lot of people, then 
I mean, I would cancel our hotel reservation because a lot of the time, like, and I have people, I have friends at work that have done this. Like they booked a hotel so that they could get the awesome, you know, passes to like Pandora and all the really good rides and they couldn't get it. So they canceled their hotel. Oh, yeah. That's the whole so, main, I mean, one of the main reasons you get those hotels. Right. So Disney needs to figure this problem out. And if you can't offer that, that's a big inc- one of the big incentives. It, yeah. Is going away. Why yeah. would I stay when I live an hour away? Why would I stay at your hotel if there's no benefit to it? And especially when your hotel is twice as much as the one across the street. You know what I mean? I'm with you. So... Yeah, it just it used to be a day. Now, maybe my memories are foggy and maybe the lines were terrible. Worse than I remember, because I'm looking back with like, you know, rose colored glasses of history. Yeah, it, I rem- it seemed to be back in the day before Fast Pass Plus. You could even on a fairly busy day kind of get on everything. If you planned a full day, you could get on stuff. And I remember seeing lines even for like Space Mountain and Thunder Mountain being in the 20, 30 minute range. Now, ever since they put in the Fast Pass Plus, and I get it, it's super convenient for some people. This is unpopular opinions, right? Um, the big rides go first; they're all gone. The ones everybody wants, the high, the high, the high-profile rides. So, yeah. the next batch comes and says, "Oh, well, I can't get on Space Mountain. I can't get on Pandora. I can't get on Thunder right. Mountain. What's left? Okay, I'll book Jungle it's Cruise. Tough to be a bug. It's yeah, I'll <laughs> book Jungle Cruise and Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean." Now those are all gone. So the next batch comes and I'll book a fast it. pass for Dumbo, right? We've, and so it, yeah. then it makes the lines, the standby line go higher and higher. It does. Now you're, everything has a long line. You're absolutely right. I mean, we have we have said um, on multiple occasions that if you're going to go try to ride Pandora, go right before the park closes because there are no fast passes. Same thing with Toy, Toy Story too. Toy Story, um, what's it called? Uh, Toy Story Mania? No, the Slinky Dog Dash. Slinky Dog Dash, right. Um, if you're Always gonna, has a long line. Yeah, if you're going to go and you want to ride that ride and you don't want to have to wait for two or three hours, go right before the park, like literally five minutes before the park closes because they have to let you on if the park is open and then they have to let you go through the whole line. But once the park closes, there are no more fast passes. Yeah, and you're not, waste, down you're the not line. eating up your precious park time. The rest, You're not spending three hours... In the middle of the day, your prime right. time waiting in line, you get in there at the end. Yeah. If you don't mind getting to your car of course, late. Yeah, of course. We're we're night owls. We're not morning people. So, I, And I know people who get there like way, way early and run and get on in the morning too. So obviously that's probably another option before the fast passes start. But And we've tried um, that. Whenever we do, the lines are still well, super long. Well, we still don't get there early enough though because like we get there when the park opens and if you really want it, you need to get there well before the park opens yeah. so to be one of the first people in the park, basically, because thousands of people are running into the back that park right then. You know, it's amazing. It's it's and they're really, all running to that one ride. It's really <laughs> funny at Hollywood Studios because there's kind of like some pinch points and corners yes. you got to get around, and everybody's yeah. like rushing there. Yeah, and and it's crazy how like you can walk in the park and walk around to toy uh, to Slinky Dog Dash. And by the time you get there, because of the crowd is moving very slowly. There's that big bottleneck just to the right of the uh, Chinese right. theater. So by the time you get to Slinky Dog Dash, the line is an hour and a half long. No, and, and you, wait, you it, got up at five in the morning for that. <laughs> right. So um, anyway, yeah, I I, I do get, I, I agree with you in the sense that it definitely makes the lines longer and there's a cost to it. Um 
But when I have it, I'm happy with it. <laughs> yeah, when you score good ones, it's great. Yeah. But like Universal and like, I'll doesn't even have... see, like I'll even, there's been a couple of times where like there's a Facebook pay- page that we are, that I'm a member of called Annual Pass Holders or something like that. Disney Annual Pass Holders. And um, there's been a couple of times where people on that page will be like, um, right now, Pandora Fast Passes are available and I've gone and I've gotten them, you know, because they like are you know, helping other people sure. out and they don't, Help, they'll, out the team. they'll help, they'll help other people out as long as they've already got their fast pass. Right. So, um, yeah, wait till you get it. Then you say, <laughs> right. So there are always like, you know, times when they'll release a new batch of them and you can, and you can actually grab one and not have the 60 day out. But, um, but it's few and far between and you got to know when that happens. So, um, all right. Cool. So you, you got one. Go? Yeah. Um, let's see here. So I'm gonna steer away from parks for a second. Good, because um, I'm going. I'm I'm coming back there. Okay. Oh, you are. <laughs> okay. Um. So uh, mine is twofold. This is kind of a twofold one because, um, on the west coast of Florida where we live, um, in the Tampa Bay area, I believe that there is one beach that is um overrated, and from everything that I've heard, if you live in you know, the Southeast area of Florida, um, there's another beach that's very overrated okay. as well. And they, they seem to have a similar, um, they're, these are the big popular reasons um, why they're overrated and, and they are Clearwater beach and South beach. I knew you were going to say both those. I had, a, I had them. Are they, are they on your list? Uh, Clearwater beach is on my list, but I knew you were going to say South beach as well because it's the one that everybody knows. Well, and not only that, but it's, it's so, yeah, it, like you said, it's the one everyone knows. It's so popular. Everyone's like, oh, I got to go to South Beach. I got to see it, you know, or Clearwater Beach. Oh, that's that's the spring break destination. We got to go there, right? And you get there and yeah, sure. I mean, it's like a lot of half naked people and, you know, f- fire breathing people, you know, doing juggling and things like that. Um, but it's all so... Um, Touristy? It's very touristy, very over the top, built up with condos, like cheesy. You know, it's super. Now you're saying that as a local, and I agree with you as a local. If as a local, even I'm not going to Clearwater that often. Well, I mean, I'm not a local to Tennessee, but when I go to Gatlinburg, I think it's cheesy. Oh, it's it's the cheese ball capital (laughs) of the world up there. So yeah, I mean, I don't have to be a local to notice when it's cheesy. You know what I mean? Right. Um. So, yeah, I think it's cheesy. And I think most people who come would think it was cheesy. They also, though, think Sometimes cheese is Clearwater good, or South Beach, it's famous. It's famous for a reason. We have to go. Same, you know, same. We do the same thing. It's like, you know, we're going to go to um, Vegas. We got to go to the Strip, right? right. I mean, wh- why and not? And the locals that's, hate the Strip. That's why, that's why you go. So yeah. you can see it. You're going to New York. You're going to go to Times Square, right? And so, the locals hate Times Square. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it, it. I think that it's... I think it's pretty normal to want to go see the famous thing. And I've got no problem with that. But once you come and you see it, I think you'll probably agree that it's overrated. Yeah, I have clear water on here, but I also, I think I'm going to expand on that and say anytime you see something, not every time, but a lot of times, especially when it comes to the beaches, when something makes the a top 10 best beach in America list, and it, it, we're talking about a Florida beach, take that with a grain of salt a little bit because mm. the... 
I mean, sometimes when you see, if it's clear water, take it with a grain of salt. Well, clear, that's the one I'm talking about. a lot of times, like they'll have Siesta Key or Honeymoon Island or Caldesi or something like that as their number one beach. And those, I would agree. Those are number one beaches. Clearwater gets tops. I've seen Clearwater listed as the number one beach in America some certain times. And it's nice and it's fun, but it's just as a, it's just as a local it gets too crowded and you don't want to deal with the traffic and all that it's just so we cheesy. find the ones that are less it's popular. not that it, and, and i mean i will say though that clearwater beach does have beautiful sand it's beautiful white powdery sand you know the the water there is fine it's just you know it's <laughs> the same as most you know uh west coast beaches sure um there are a few areas on the west coast that are have really really great water but um most of it is kind of like how t- how clear water is um and so yeah, I mean the beach itself is a good beach, but there's not, nothing all, wrong with Clearwater Beach. The it's big just thing, the big issue for me with overrated. Clearwater Beach is that it's got so much touristy stuff, so much you know cheesy stuff going on, and it's so popular that there are so many people there. You know, I mean it's just like you know, shoulder to shoulder sometimes. And you're like, why am I here again? You know, I, I, you know, I'm a local, I'm, I'm, I'm a native. So if I'm going to the beach, I'm going to like lay out in the sun and relax and read my book. You know, I'm not going to like, but isn't it kind of fun to see Captain Mimo's pirate crews shooting cannons off the beach out there and go to Frenchie's for a group for sandwich. And I mean, I'm always good with going, going to Frenchie's cause that's, you know, it's a great restaurant and wow it's <laughs> you have to explain that you can't just say that because it makes you think makes it'll make people think that you're like there's saying that to me like wow. about what i'm saying but you're not all over the state and you can be 300 miles i've seen them like on the um i've seen them on the east coast of florida and like uh, pretty far down i4 and stuff and up yeah in north florida frenchies is this restaurant in clearwater and there are these there's several of them several, not there's, just in well there's a, there's several of them but they're all kind of in clearwater there's a few are of them they? In clearwater. yeah there's a handful of them but they're all right there but they have billboards pretty much all over the state and there's a grouper on there with a little thought speech bubble coming out of his mouth that says wow wow and i always just <laughs> in my mind that's how he's saying it wow <laughs> just wow like yeah. owen wilson yeah so um so anyway and we've been to south beach we've been to miami beach we've been to those beaches down there too and i would equate both of those like i'd equate that very similar i mean I tourist think, traps i think south beach is obviously probably even farther above and beyond and way more like i think see and be seen but um it's great people watching though it is it is but um but i would equate them in as very similar in those aspects of why they're overrated you know i say i've said this before but what i like to tell people to do is if they see like a, a crowded or popular like tourist beach go on google maps and find one that's near it that you've never heard of mm-hmm. and check that one out because yeah one beach up or one beach right. down <laughs> honeymoon yes. island is really close to clearwater so is caldesi and those are like right. state park beaches nobody and goes there gorgeous i mean Absolutely when gorgeous. i say nobody people go but there's locals yeah right. locals go there they don't there's no hotels there's right. no condos or just florida natural florida um i did have clearwater on my list so okay um the best motion simulator ride is not Avatar, it's not Soren, it's not all the motion simulator rides. The best one in Florida, in my opinion, is not even at a theme park. It's the shuttle launch experience at Kennedy Space Center. Okay, so I haven't done that. I don't know if that's on un- if anybody's even thought of that enough to be unpopular, <laughs> but it's a great ride. 
I haven't done this. Um, I think we discussed that. So you took our daughter to for the, her. I was a fifth, chaperone on a field trip. I think to it was fifth Kennedy. grade, fifth grade field trip to the Kennedy Space Center. I and you said it was amazing. And so I took our son the next year. They're a year apart um, in school. Uh, I took our son the next year and um, it was terrible, not because of anything to do with Kennedy Space Center, but because the school had it so poorly organized that we literally drove three hours to get there, waited an hour to even get in the park because they couldn't get all their name tags and stuff together. By the time we got in there, we had maybe two hours to like look around and do stuff. Yeah, that's brutal. And You're then with we kids. had like three hour drive back. So I was so frustrated. Um, nothing to do with Kennedy Space Center. It was just purely the people I was with. And Kennedy Space Center is a excellent place. I mean, I if you're going to take a trip to Orlando yeah. and you've I mean, got a day to go the over there. two hours that I got to be recommended. there, we loved it. Um, so, yeah. So, I didn't get to experience this, but you and our daughter raved about it and said it was awesome. The whole I, place is just Everything is... All the exhibits, all, all the stuff to do is just so well done. It is. I will excellent. say that we did do... I mean, it's kind of a simulation where you sit, you sit in... Um, like mission control and they have oh, like that is so good yeah the Apollo ha- mission um right so they have like like they're you're looking at you're like in an uh, uh, audience you know like a state at like a bleachers or whatever it's not bleachers but like a little theater and they have mission control in front of you and they have the sounds of what's going on for, during from one, from one, one of the Apollo, the Apollo missions, missions yeah. and of like actual like the actual like audio tapes and then lights would show who's talking at that moment so and like they have the like stations labeled like engineer or you know whatever and like so that area would light up as that person was talking they weren't there you know the actual audio from the mission it's just the actual audio and showing where they were sitting and like I'm getting chills right now just thinking about it because it was so good so good and then like behind you you hear like the the shuttle take off as it's going, you know, it's all simulated obviously, but and the whole building shakes and a big orange glow comes in through the windows yes. as if it's taking off it's right so outside. Cool. And it's so well done. It is so well done. And that isn't even your favorite thing that you saw. So, well then you walk in the next room and they have one of the Saturn rockets in there. It's up on the, it's the yep. whole length of this, um, hangar you're in. And that is the biggest piece of machinery I've ever seen in my life. It is enormous. We have to go back. It's one of those things that pictures don't do it justice. And the Atlantis display, there's a whole um, building like built around Atlantis, the uh, shuttle that after it was retired, yeah. they put it there. And it's like a spine tingling moment when they like right. reveal it. So yeah, yeah, I would love, I would love to go back again. I really felt like I kind of got the, the short end of the stick with my visit to the Kennedy Space Center. We did plan on going right before Corona. I think we had a weekend plan. We were going to go to Kennedy Space Center mm. and uh, Cocoa Beach. We were talking about doing that. Yeah. And then that was like the week that everything closed. Sigh. Everybody's... <laughs> see, it makes, it's not great, but it does... Something about everybody suffering, <laughs> suffering together. <laughs> Misery loves company, right? Right. The fact that everybody's plans got fouled up. Makes it better. It doesn't make it better, but it makes it feel kind of like you're not alone yeah. in this, right? Misery like, lo- loves company. You're right. That trip got canceled. Right. Our cruise got canceled. Yeah. No, it did. Um, and I will say, too, that... Um, it's, you know, it's been hard for us because we are always go, 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 right? I mean, our family is like, okay, what are we doing this weekend? Okay, what are we doing this weekend? Um, and we haven't been able to do that over the past three months. And 
you know, we've like, we've talked, I think we've talked a little bit about how we've taken up new hobbies and started doing new things. I kind of enjoy some of the downtime though, and, a little bit. Yeah. I think that it will, I, I don't think that we'll ever be the, the kind of family that's just going to sit home every weekend because uh, that's just not us. Right. But I do think that probably this experience has helped us really appreciate each other and appreciate um, you know, I mean, cause we've been pretty much together 24 seven for three months now and we still actually like each other. It's um, pretty amazing. <laughs> it's, are you going to speak what? for me what there? You, <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> I'm, I'm still able to tolerate you, Shannon. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, I kind of think that a lot of people probably have had, hopefully had similar experiences and, um, Anyway, I, I digress, but but I am looking forward to things opening back up and getting the world back to normal. Me too. Um, okay, so I guess it's my turn again, You're, right? You got another one? I do. Um, okay, so my next one is Peter Pan at the Magic Kingdom. It's your favorite ride in the park, right? I actually really enjoy Peter Pan. I think it's a great ride. Um, I don't believe that it's an hour and a half wait ride. I mean, it's like, it's like Winnie the Pooh or, um, you know, Little Mermaid. I mean, it's like on those levels, like it's like, or, you know, small world. It's not a, um, space mountain kind of ride. I don't get it either. And so it's a great ride. I really enjoy the ride when I do it, but it's a maybe 20 minute ride worth waiting. You know what I mean? There's like a nostalgia there where people just have to get on it in the air and the ride is upside down kind of. So the track is on the ceiling and you're kind of hanging as opposed to, you know, the track on the ground and you're riding around in a car. But so I get that it has that kind of interesting, you know, juxtaposition of a typical ride like that. And you're going over, you know, the, over London and seeing the city lights. That's and a neat like that. scene. It's yeah. all a very cool. That it's all really well Big done. Bang, right. It's all, it's all really well done. I think it's a great ride. It's not an hour and a half long ride though. I mean, I just don't get why people wait so long to ride that ride. I have absolutely no idea because think of like things that are, I was going to say it's one of the original rides it's one of the old classics but so is so is um haunted mansion so is the jungle cruise and none of those have three hour waits every every time you're there right i don't get it and those are much much better better and you uh, can't even get fast passes for it a lot of times so it's like i don't know it just blows me away and i wouldn't i mean yes i think the ride is a great ride and yes i really enjoy it i wouldn't even waste my fast pass on it though like if i had a choice between that and Space Mountain or Big Thunder or Splash, I would go with one of those three every time. Maybe it's like a, it's a really kid-friendly ride, so little kids won't be scared of it, and parents have been on it, so it's like a little nostalgia where, well, I went on this when I was 12 years old, and now I have my kid, and I'm going to take her now that she's a little kid at her first right. time here. I don't right. know. That's I how I say, felt on Space Mountain when I went on that. I remember being on this as a kid, and now I'm taking my yeah, kid on it. And I it have was that a, exact same memory. Cool I remember m- standing outside of Space Mountain with my mother and my brother, and them talking me into going on it, and I went on it, and I loved it. Um, and I was scared out of my pants, basically, yeah. to go on it. But once I got, whoa, yeah, right yeah. there. I just um, saved the laptop. <laughs> about knocked it off. Um I was scared, so scared to go on it. But once I went on it, I loved it. Um, but I will say, though, I have to go back for a second because I have an ama- I have this memory from the Peter Pan ride. And it's such a 
doofy, like silly, goofy memory of our family. But I love it so much because our son was pretty young, like probably, I don't know, I'm guessing like, I mean, he wasn't that young, but he was probably, I I would guess like maybe eight. And we, earlier that day, we had been on the um, tram to go from our car to the, (laughs) to our car to the, to the, you know, park. And there's the lady. Shannon. Are you providing the egg whites? <laughs> yolks. Egg yolks. Did I say whites? Are yeah. you providing the egg yolks? So so you're ruining my punchline, dude. Um, so anyway, the lady who does the whole like tram, like, you know, basically, you know, watch your children and blah, blah, blah. And then she does it in Spanish right after she does it in English. And our son... Was it our son? That's, or maybe I said it. Or I can't remember. Somebody, somebody repeated something that she said. And you didn't hear them correctly. And you said, what did you say? Are you providing the egg yolks? I can't remember like what part we actually did say. But that's what you thought one of the kids said. And we all like died laughing. Right, it became like a running punchline. Yeah. And I remember him on that ride yelling across the room. Right. In that like, thing. And it was totally random. Yep. It was totally like like hours later. And we're, he's like, he and our daughter are in one of the little like boats and we're in the other boats. And he leans over and he yells across the way, are you providing the egg yolks? And we both just died laughing. because. And I love that memory. I know it's not funny probably to you guys, but. You had I, to be there. I, you did have to be there. But I love that memory so much because it was like one of the first times that I realized that our kids are actually funny and like they're, they're they have these little personalities that it I'm was like, like his own thing enjoying he didn't you know just I mean? repeat something right like he, he actually like was making a joke, joke right. and it was funny right yeah are so. You the egg yolks? <laughs> so anyway that's one of my favorite memories um of actually yeah, one of my favorite I memories 100% of remember that that was great Disney so yeah um, we still so say that every now and then. We'll be on the tram. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are you providing the egg yolks? <laughs> no, it's crazy. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> there you go. Are you providing we the egg should. Yolks? We should. So <sighs> anyway, um, so yeah, Peter Pan is my. Uh, I don't want to spend as much time bashing Peter Pan as you did, but I have a similarly, similarly um, unpopular opinion. Um, great ride, not worth a hundred eighty minute wait. Avatar Flight of Passage. I think it's a tiny bit overrated, Shannon. What? I know. What? It's a good ride. That but I'm is at the point now by where... far the most unpopular opinion I've ever heard. Now... Now, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> when I get off of it, the first time I went on it, it was great. And it's still great. And I still really like it. And if you're going to Animal Kingdom, do not miss that ride. It's like nothing you've ever seen. I mean, it's, it is. it's great. It is. I mean, now that... Like the new Star Wars next Galaxy's level. Edge is open. That to me is next level. That is next level. So this is kind of pushed that maybe that's why because I've seen what is even more achievable. Right. It doesn't really leave when I get but off I of it. I felt like when I got off of Avatar the first time, well, I didn't feel like I felt when I got off of, um, what is it? Rise of Rise of Resistance. Uh, Rise of the Resistance. Um, I didn't feel the same because when I got off Rise of Resistance, I was like my I felt like I li- like literally felt like my brain had exploded. Like I was like, what was that? Like that was amazing. What are those? Yeah. <laughs> so like that one really blew my mind. But when I got off of Avatar for the first time, I was like, that was next level amazing. Like it was by far leaps and bounds beyond Soren or any other kind of simulator ride like that um that's well when you said simulator ride that's probably my main thing is it still it leaves me feeling about the the same like 
when I get off of it, the same as I do getting off of Soren. Like, I still know I'm looking at a screen. Yeah, I know it's in 3D. Yeah, I know there's wind and there's water hit me in the face. But I still know my brain can't disconnect from the fact that I just know I'm looking at a screen. Like, I don't feel as in, as I'm, I don't feel any more immersed in it than I do in, like, Soren. And I like the I ride. Dis- I disagree. I'm not bashing the ride. Because I do ride. believe that it is more immersive than Soren. I believe that it is way more immersive than Soren. But my brain still Soren, knows it's just I can a see people's feet and stuff. And in that ride, I literally have to lean forward to see anyone else on the ride other than the people to my right and left. So, um, so I do believe it's more immersive. Now, I agree. It's not nearly as immersive as Rise of the Resistance. And it's is. not. It's 100. It's usually, what, three hour wait every time we go out there. Yeah, it is. And I don't I don't think that that will change. But coming off soon. of a ride, like the way things make me feel, like coming off of Everest, for example, I'm always having a blast. That ride, usually you can get that. It's a pretty easy fast pass. It's a pretty easy yeah. dinosaur. It's a pretty easy fast pass. But when I come off it, I still, I feel probably just as like exhilarated or if not more so than I do coming off of Avatar. Avatar after waiting 180 minutes. I can see. I, I can see your point. Because those do. are like physical things. You're actually moving, and there's real. Yeah. They're fake, but there's real dinosaurs instead of a no, screen. I, I I disagree on d- dinosaur because I, I do enjoy that ride, but I don't get off of it going, that was awesome. That was so fun. I do get off of of Expedition Everest every time going, that was so fun. That was awesome. Um, so so yeah, I see what your point is there. That you know you can get on expedition everest sometimes in 10 minutes depending on the day of the time of the day and stuff you know um yeah if you get there at the end of the day it's yeah i've seen a lot it of as times a walk on yeah very much a walk on so and that's like my favorite because i just go on it over and over and over again um so yeah so i do i do understand where you're coming from with that i will say though that my next one is um very similar actually to yours in the sense that i think it might it might garner a lot of what? Um, and I think the same thing about Seven Doors Mine Train. So. Uh, uh, no, you're not alone in that. <laughs> I think there's others that have. That, see, Seven Dwarves is fun, but it just doesn't feel any different than like. I've done this before on Big Thunder Mountain and it's still a better ride. It's a way better ride. And there's something about Seven Dwarves with the. And I've talked about this before, but with the, the lap bar coming down that it like it like pins in my knees weird. And I feel like every time there's a turn or a twist, like my knees are banging against the, the lap bar and it hurts. Um, so I always feel a little bit in pain in that. Um, and then I also just don't feel like it's that great of a ride. I mean, it's kind of like, there's no big drops or anything. There's nothing really exciting. It's just a lot of twists and well, turns. It's in and- fantasy land. And it's sort of meant as kind of like a big kid role, like kind of a, like a, it's a, a ki- it's a big kids roller coaster. Yeah, I not get, big kids for yeah, big I know kids, what you mean. but a, it's a big roller coaster for kids. I get that. You I know? do. But Slinky Dog's kind of like that too. But it's not, uh, oftentimes a three hour wait. It's a long wait. Yeah, it's where not worth that. You hop on uh, Thunder Mountain, which is usually a half the line, and yeah, and a we've, ride. we've discussed this many times. But the first time our son got off of it, he was like, "Well, that wasn't yeah, worth right it." In front of the guy, the guy <laughs> who worked there. So and and. I wasn't, I didn't disagree. Nope. So. Um, it's worth it for a fast pass though. So my last one, and then we have some listener ones here too, is I'm going to say Bush Gardens. If we're going to compare animal parks, um, I think Bush Gardens is actually the better all around park than Animal Kingdom. Now I know we did a Florida face-off episode. We did. Where we compared Animal Kingdom, animal Kingdom and Bush, Bush Gardens. Gardens. And I think we, it's funny, I think we like 
gave Busch Gardens better marks on everything. And then when we said, which park do you like better? We both said Animal Kingdom, which makes no sense whatsoever. Right. Uh, uh, but we didn't give Busch Gardens better marks on everything. We gave Animal Kingdom better marks on um, theming, overall theming and experience. And like the yeah. feel that you get when yes. you're there. But Busch Gardens, better rides. Uh, we even thought better um, animal exhibits even. Like at Animal Kingdom, a lot of the animals are kind of hidden behind stuff where you have to kind of walk through a like you can only see like elephants and lions on for like one second on that on the Kilimanjaro Safari ride where at Bush right. Gardens there's there these big exhibits right you can hang out they do have a, a savanna it's not quite as big and grand as the one at Animal Kingdom but and there's no it rec- big. Real saf- safari through that savanna anymore you just I mean the train although- the train takes you around it the train is kind of like their version of the the train K- Kilimanjaro uh, Safari because oh, it takes you around it and no, there is a guy I wouldn't even say that I would uh, the train to me at Bush Gardens is almost exactly the same as the train at, at Magic Kingdom it's just a train that takes you around the park and yeah you can occasionally see some animals at Bush Gardens but it's not like a huge I don't I don't feel like it serves the same idea like it drives around the park but they, yeah. there's like you see live animals on it I still think that the safari ride is above and beyond the coolest like oh, it's still the best ride animal there. Yeah, of the two, I I think I think it's the best animal ride in all the land. <laughs> all the lands, but so, Bush Gardens has like ten roller coasters. It's got they do. Just, it's definitely it's got the more best of, of a of a, a it's more of a um a roller coaster park. A roller coaster park with all the wildlife stuff. Yeah. Um, do you have any more, or do you want me to get to the listener? I do. I have um. Uh, let's see. I, I, my, mine kind of will play off of what you just said. And it's just a ride at Bush Gardens basically that I think is overrated. And that's Kumba. Um, I, I, I think that a lot of people love Kumba. It's high on a lot of roller coaster, um, fans list. And I, I mean, I've, I've discussed this before too, but again, like it just pounds my ears. Like I go back and forth and I feel like my ears are getting like punched with like, like a punching bag, you know? And, um, and I don't, I don't enjoy it because of that. And it's just a really rough ride. So for a steel coaster, it's definitely rough. Yeah. It used to be a lot smoother. It's kind of shown its age a little bit. I but still I mean, love it. Same, I still think it's a great ride. I can say the same for the last time I went on um, Montu, which was always one of my favorite roller coasters. It was rough. It was a lot rougher than it, it used to be. I really like as roller coasters age. The, the smoothness just kind of really dissipates, I think. Yeah, I can't wait for Iron Gwazi, the new huge... Yeah, that'll be cool. Huge coaster they're building. Is that just a lap bar? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. That's cool. All right, so let's. Uh, we put this question out to some of our listeners a little while back, and we got some feedback on some Florida unpopular opinions. Um, Stephanie, I'm going to leave the last names off of this, but okay. Stephanie said, we're not Floridians yet, but we're moving there, hopefully. Um, she said, I love the beach, but her husband does not. So is it is not loving a beach a flo- an unpopular opinion? I think it depends. I mean, I mean, we've talked about before, like how we love going and staying at the beach, but like going for the, to the beach for the day, especially me, going to the beach for the day, it's kind of a pain in the butt. I it's, mean, it stinks getting back in the car. No one yeah, likes, I think. Like, because you have to drive an hour to get there. And, it, it, you know, unless you live over there, you have to drive kind of a ways to get to the beach. It's hot as heck. A lot of times you get sunburnt while you're there. And then you have sand everywhere when you get back in the car. Sand gets all over the car. You're uncomfortable and like 
the men in my life tend to be chafing by the end of the day and and you have to drive an hour TMI home. thank you <laughs> you have to drive an hour home you know um so yeah I think I don't know if it's way better if you're actually staying at the beach where you, you could can just, just walk, walk right, right back in and rinse off you know I don't know if there's any maybe it's the sand a lot of people like you said the sand yeah. I don't think anybody dislikes the beach it may just be I the agree. the sand you trek back with you yeah they also say they don't mind hot weather so I don't know I don't mind hot weather too much I don't either. I mean, I think you probably can't mind hot weather too much and stay in Florida for very long. <laughs> but um, but I will say, like, there are times when, I mean, I love the spring, the fall, and the, and the winter in Florida. It's definitely the best time of year here. But, um, but there are times when I'll walk outside and feel the heat, and it just feels so, like, good and like you just feel the warmth like sinking into your skin. You feel alive when you hit that 98 degree. I know. I kind of get you. <laughs> you know I get, what I mean? I, I know like what you, you mean. come like we're so like we're so spoiled Floridians because we come from our 75 degree air conditioned house, you know, or workplace. Um, and you walk outside and you've got the kind of chill from being in the air conditioning all day and you walk outside and the heat kind of envelops you and the sun's like kind of beating down on you and it gets old probably pretty fast, but at first it kind of like, oh, it's nice and warm. And I toasty totally out here. get it. I like walking out in that heat. It's nice. Yeah. No, it's I get it. I get it. Not all day. I don't want to spend no. all day in it, but <laughs> unless I'm at the pool or at the beach where I can get in the water. Yeah. Um, Kevin. Speaking of weather, Kevin here says the weather. I've noticed no one complains about the weather more than Floridians. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion, but I mean, we we tend to like open the show talking about how. Either how hot it is or how rainy it is or how beautiful it is come, come well, uh, wintertime. I'm trying to decide if I agree with Kevin because, like, I mean... I'm from Chicago. People complain about the weather a lot, a lot. up there. Yeah. I mean, it's a national Although pastime. your family, like, your family that's still in Chicago, especially your sister and her, and her family... They love Chicago and they love everything about Chicago, even the winters, even the blizzards. They're like, this is awesome. You know, I mean, like they're just so in love with that, with that area. You know, I think I think your brother probably can kind of get over it sometimes, especially if the blizzards like, you know, got five feet of snow outside his front door. But um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like we'll go outside and we'll be like, gosh, it's hot today. But I mean, I don't feel like we complain about no, the weather. On it's a, part of on the deal. When you move here, basis. you live here. Yeah. You just... I mean, it's just hot. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, everyone's like, yeah, it is hot today. You know, and tomorrow we'll and say the same thing. It'll be hot tomorrow <laughs> and it'll be hot the next day. And it'll be hot all the way till October. November. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cheryl here says, now that get ready for your, get, you got your pitchfork ready. Uh-oh. Public subs are not my favorite. Oh, that, that is an unpopular That's an unpopular opinion. opinion. Wow, and Cheryl, Cheryl, you're wrong. <laughs> um, no, I... So, okay. I have to say that we're big public sub fans. Like, we've always been... Like, we've always been like, oh, we're going to the beach. Let's get public subs. Or we're, we're, or we're going to Disney. The let's, best beach food. Yeah. We're, Disney, we're, we're going to get public subs. That kind of thing. I will say, though, that I got... I got a little burnt out on recently i got a little burnt out on turkey public subs and i i don't know exactly why and i don't know that i was getting because they have the boar's head version versus the public Publix brand um deli meat which i think the public brand well, deli meat is kind of the middle of the road thing yep depends on what you put on it, it wasn't even it wasn't that it was for me and i i know you've heard me say this about a million times but for me the the deli meat just felt super, super sodium filled, like super salty kind of, you know? And I, 
I was like, oh, I just don't want to eat this. Like, it's so salty. Like, I just don't like this is it. This the Publix, not the Boar's Head? I don't know. I mean, probably because we're, we tend to get the Publix. I can't tell the difference. I know people, I've seen, like, memes of people, like, throwing we money should probably around. Do, like, it's when they want to buy the Boar's Head. Yeah. like, they're making it rain. I, we should probably do some kind of taste test because the Boar's Head is supposed to have, like, less, you know, I don't know. Could we pull off a taste test or podcast whatever? episode where we sit there and eat? Boar's head meat. I think that would be fun. On audio, we should do that. We should, oh, we should totally do that. But not just not just public subs like famous Florida like taste testers. That's taste a good testers. idea. Yeah, we should totally do put that. a pin in that. <laughs> so, um, so Cheryl, I I can see what you're saying a little bit, but at the same time, I will say, have you tried their Philly cheesesteak or their um, chicken tender sub? Because dang those are good the right jerk turkey was my favorite for a while yeah i mean they've got they've got some like themed um like cordon bleu and like s- some other kind of different you know you don't just have to get the turkey or the ham you know i mean have them press it and put that chipotle gourmet sauce on there and, yeah you know wake anything up <laughs> yeah so maybe cheryl let us know <laughs> but if you um if you've only tried a few different kinds, maybe you should be a little bit more adventurous and try some of the the fancier subs. Now, just because she think. said it's not her favorite doesn't mean she doesn't like it. Like Subway, okay, Ugh. I don't like Subway. I'm a bad <laughs> example. Okay, I like Subway, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's. It's definitely not my favorite. I I don't like Subway, and um, sorry. I don't I'm know if I do. Like, no, you know what? I th- whenever I think of Subway now, I think of walking into a Walmart. And you get hit with oh, that. Oh, yeah. Subway's that, right there. That smell. And, and I it's can't, not even a I great smell. I just can't smell. even think about Subway without thinking of Jim Gaffigan's bit about Subway and how they cook their bread in a dirty dishwasher. I think he ruined Subway for me. As soon as he said that, he's like, and it's he's so, right. And it's like, oh, it's so true. And you totally nailed what that smell if is. If you haven't heard Jim Gaffigan's bit on Subway, it's funny. You should check it out. It smells like bread made in a dirty dishwasher. <laughs> uh, Kenny says the locals hate tourists. I don't think that's true. Well, tourists are kind of our bread and butter. Yeah. You know, I mean, they bring your money down thank and leave you. behind. We appreciate you bringing your money down and, and spending it here. Um, so maybe the way that they drive. I don't there's know. some bad driving. There's some bad dri- drivers, but a lot of them. I mean, I, first of all, 90% of the people here don't aren't from here. <laughs> I think that, there's so, that, I mean, there's an area bet- that area between like the interstate a little bit but all the surface streets between Universal and Disney World. Oh, I will yeah. go on record saying that is the worst driving in the anywhere in the US. Well, the thing is and again, it's like I, there's another comedian that has a bit like about how like you're going and it's not your favorite way. Like so that you like if you're going somewhere and in, in Orlando and there's so many different ways you can go or different things and you realize halfway that you're in the turn lane and you don't want to be in the turn lane I want to go straight just go so just in go Orlando what they do is they just like cut across 18 lanes of traffic and keep you know go yep. where they want to go because and this they... isn't locals probably this is it's oh all absolutely tourists. it's all tourists because you a don't, lot of locals know where they're going a lot of people who probably aren't used to driving on and I'm the right I'm side of the road ourselves in that because yeah. even though we go to Orlando a lot we don't know the roads like the locals do you're on ways all the time yeah. people are looking at their so phones I've seen I don't think we're as bad as tourists but we're not we're not great either it's not uncommon to see people break when they're trying to get on the interstate over there like hit a complete oh yeah stop and then like while they're merging right. or slowing down to merge oh my god please people don't do that and then uh, i've seen people take 
U-turns from the right lane, like do a U-turn oh, across yeah. every lane of traffic. Like, uh-huh. well, what is wrong with you people? Yeah. So, or be in the left lane and turn right into like whatever restaurant they wanted to go into, you know? So if you're one of those tourists, <laughs> that Ken, that's what Kenny's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I, in general though, I'm very appreciative of the tourists that come down and spend their money here because, um, but, we wouldn't have all this cool stuff to do without tourists coming down. Absolutely. Too. Trisha says the mine ride, she says the mine ride. I'm sure she's talking about seven dwarves mine train. The mine ride at Disney is underwhelming. Agreeing with one of yours. Agreed, Trisha. Absolutely. I think it's fun, but yes, High under, five. a little underwhelming. Um, Corrine says the beaches. You find a local one you love, and the tourists take it over and trash the place. This kind of goes to what you were saying about Clearwater and and South Beach and some of the more popular tourist beaches that people will go to and trash the place. I don't know if trash the place is the word I would use because I don't think any of these... Clearwater is definitely not trashy. It's just no, crowded. Uh, but I think Clearwater is not trashy because they the, the city of Clearwater probably spends a ton of money to make cleaning, it not up, trashy. cleaning up that right. beach on a regular basis. Um, you know, we've gone and done... It's not trashy. It's not even like... It's not even... You said it's cheesy, but it's not... It's not trashy. It's not trashy. It's no, just kind of corny. Cheese. Yeah, right. it's corny. Right. Um, and... And it and there, but there is a lot of trash on the beach. Not like in the sense of like you walk over and you're going to step on a bunch of cans and it looks like a it looks like a landfill or something. But but we have done Four Ocean on Clearwater Beach, which is a Four Ocean is a, a beach cleanup um, volunteer organization, and we've done it in Siesta Key. We've done it a couple of different places, and you would be shocked in on how much trash is on the beach. You know, I mean, just shocked how many cigarette butts and wrappers and and it's you don't even see it it's yeah, not visible it's like buried and but under when the sand you got a hundred volunteers picking it up and then you see this big pile at the end right. you're like wow so and we've gotten to the point now not that i'm trying to say we're like a bunch of like you know do-gooders but we've gotten to the point now where it seems like almost every time we go to the beach we try to leave it cleaner than it yeah i always try there. to pick up more i always try so to pick up a few things as I we're walking from that, right? like we'll say oh look there's a, a coke can or somebody left um uh, you know, a sandcastle shovel yeah. or something. Fishing lures. If I see fishing lures or fishing line, that's like a big pet peeve of mine. Like, guys, throw that away. Yeah. So. Um, my favorite, best for last. Okay. Uh, Justin says they literally named them love bugs, but I'm not too fond of them. <laughs> uh, unpopular opinion. I guess a lot of people love like the love bugs. No, no one likes the love bug. That's Justin. That is a popular opinion, and the reason they're called love bugs is because they're always like you know doing the love making <laughs> so so yeah i i totally get what you're saying but they um they're very they're hard on your car paint job for sure they are and they um drive across like a wooded foresty area drive through like the everglades alligator alley during love bug season or like the Ocala National Forest like area the, during like love bug season. The invasion of the locusts. Oh man, you will have a new paint job when you get out of there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Love bugs are are pretty terrible. I definitely think that's a popular opinion. I love them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Somebody needs to come up with some sort of like uh like myth or something that if you, you know, eat them, they're good for like fertility and the next thing you know, they'll all end up, you know, getting I will say though that there over there to... have been other myths about love bugs and I want to clarify one of them because um, it has to do with my alma mater and they they someone claimed once that the University of Florida created love bugs in like some kind of lab. Oh, like a genetic experiment, right? Yeah, because they thought that they would eat mosquitoes, which is a hundred percent not true. Like 
completely false. The, they weren't created at the University of Florida. They don't eat mosquitoes. They, I think, they came from like South America. They're or like something. an invasive. They're invasive. They yeah. came here on a on a cargo ship. They think from like Central America. I think Panama is where I think I heard they came from. Maybe. Okay, yeah. We so, got we got a lot of invasive. So it definitely critters. wasn't the University of Florida. But fun fact: the University of Florida did make Gatorade, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> I like the white Gatorade. Thanks for listening. And if you like this podcast, please support us by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing us with your friends and family. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Our handle is at Florida Podcast and search Sunshine State of Mind on YouTube. Another way to support the show is by visiting our website, sunshinestatepodcast.com and clicking through the button that says support the show with Amazon. If you click through that link and just make your normal purchases, Amazon gives a commission to the show at no cost to you. Or click the link that says become a patron. It's a more direct way that you can support the show. And don't forget to check out sunshinestateinsider.com and sunshinestateshirts.com. We will see you guys next time.